0: Welcome to Unleash the Awesome with Dave Gambrill. All of us have unique skills, talents, and abilities that aren't being used to their full potential. Our mission is to share the people, tools, apps, and other resources that will help you unleash your awesome on the world. Yo, what's up? It's Dave. Welcome to another episode of Unleash the Awesome. Today, let's talk about how your scarcity mindset is absolutely destroying your opportunities. Scarcity mindset. Almost any time I'm talking to people and I mention things that I want to do or take a risk, unless these people are already in the kind of entrepreneurial circles I hang out in. But if these are people that are not in that arena, and I say, hey, I'm going to try this thing, or hey, I'm going to do this thing, or I'm thinking about doing whatever, I'm thinking about investing in this They go, yeah, but what if fill in the blank with a negative thought? (laughs) Dr. Daniel Amen calls these ants automatic automatic negative thoughts. (laughs) What if it goes wrong? What if everything goes wrong? What if you lose everything? What if this happens? What if negative, 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 negative scarcity, negative scarcity? What if, what if, but what if, but what if, but what if, right? And sometimes I say to people, listen, (laughs) I don't know what you're worrying about because worrying doesn't get you anywhere, right? It's uh, it's kind of like a rocking chair, right? It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. And so that's why a lot of people, most people, are held back from doing really amazing things in their life because, I mean, let's face it, through programming through the years, right? If you had parents or grandparents. lived through the depression in the 1920s then there's a certain mindset that they have like a penny saved is a penny earned and let's not take any risks and let's be safe and and I totally get that that's you know a lifetime of programming that people had and they went through traumatic experiences but then a lot of that stuff rubs off on their kids and then their kids, maybe that's you. And then sometimes you pass it on to your own kids and we all do it, but like they, there's really simple things. Like I remember, you know, this idea of like, you know, save electricity, turn off lights. And I don't know if this is hundred percent accurate. So if you're an electrician, you, you want to correct me, send me an Instagram message, <laughs> but you know, back in the day with incandescent bulbs and everything else, like turning a light on and leaving it on used a lot of energy. But now with some of the super high efficiency bulbs and switches and stuff that we have, the actual act of turning things on and off multiple times in a day actually wastes more electricity than if it were just to be left on for a period of time. right? But the mindset of like, penny saved is penny earned, you always turn off the lights, do all the stuff, it's like, those things get ingrained in you. And honestly, if you grew up in the school system we had in the United States that was created to make employees, right for the industrial revolution school was created to create people that would pay attention and listen and do what they were told and be good employees it wasn't created to create entrepreneurs and so the whole thing is like just sit down shut up don't speak until spoken to you have to raise your hand and get let's say everybody get in a straight line right it's all about compliance and those things were all about how do you just go be a good employee for 40 years somewhere and somebody would take care of you with pensions and insurance and everything else that's not our current reality anymore my friends but yet a lot of people still operate with that operating system. They haven't updated that. I don't know. But there's probably some, but I can't think of any offhand, any companies that are still offering pensions. I actually still have one. They stopped doing it years ago. And my wife actually has one, but also the company that she works for stopped doing it. So those are pretty much going away, right? But people were like, hey, go get a job, stay there forever, blah, blah, blah. And just taught people, programmed people, to avoid risk really at all costs. And honestly, our biology is set up for that. right. The whole idea of our our body and our biology is to be safe, to avoid saber toothed tigers, to not play with fire, right? To do things that are going to preserve our life that keep us alive. So it's kind of our biology and our psychology in some sense is set up to avoid risk. But you've probably heard the thing that better safe than sorry right but safe is the new sorry like you have to figure out how to take risk things are changing so fast so instead of thinking what could go wrong right most people's default position is i want to do this really amazing thing but what could go wrong and i'm going to encourage you to just flip the script on that and start to think about what could go right Why do we always think about what could go wrong? All the things that could go wrong. What could go right? Or do you use those words a lot? Like what could go wrong? Or if you find yourself saying, but aren't you afraid of dot, 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 then that's a sign that you're using a scarcity mindset. You're thinking you're being risk averse. And I'm not saying you need to be totally risky. I don't believe the idea that you should just jump and build your wings on the way down. That's actually not great advice. And I shared that in a previous episode. I'll put that in the show notes if you want to listen. But at some point, you do have to decide to get going. Maybe you don't pull a Cortez and burn the boats, so there's no way to turn back. But you have to at least get started. right? I believe in the idea of build your ship as you sail it, which is actually a famous award-winning poem. And I can't even remember the person that wrote it, but I'll... I'll put that in the show notes for you as well. But build the ship as you sail it. Just get in the water and start going. Start paddling. Maybe you just have some driftwood, but at least you're going. And it's not great. It's not elegant. It's not fast. But you're safe. Still safe, right? We had not take crazy risks here. Not like I asked you to dive off the side of a waterfall or something into the water. No, just get going. And then as you go, you can start building stuff. You can start collecting other driftwood and strapping it together. And maybe you find some cloth or something to create a sale, and then you continue to go and go and go. But that's what people who are successful these days are figuring out how to do. They get their house in order, they get the other things in order, they they reduce as many risks in other parts of their life as as they can, and then they go take these other risks, right? So <clears throat> even in my situation, like, yeah, I have investments for the long term, and I have very risk averse investments like things that are just old school things that are going to make me six to 7% year after year after year. And they're just going to run their course and do their thing. Right? So I, yeah, I do have the things in place and you got to make sure you have a strong foundation in place before you go take a million risks. But once those things are taken care of, you're paying your bills, you're paying your mortgage, you're feeding your family, all those things are good and taken care of. And you have accounts set up for that and it's on autopilot kind of doing its thing then you have to take some of your capital and put it at risk. You have to take some of your time and put it at risk. You have to take some of your energy and put it at risk. Now, what you do with that is up to you. I don't know if you want to buy a property and rent it out on Airbnb, or you want to buy a cryptocurrency, or you want to launch a side hustle, or you want to start a podcast that drives people to, drive, uh, to buy something. I don't know what that is for you. But the reason why I teach in pretty much everything I do, the idea of mindset, skill set, tool set. And I do it in that order. Mindset is greater than skill set is greater than tool set. But you need those three things. The mindset is always first because the other two things don't matter if your mindset isn't set up. I could give you the skills and teach you the skills and do all the things that you needed. And I could give you all the tools we get you all set up, but if you don't have the mindset to actually go do it, it's not going to happen. Think about the movie Karate Kid. Most people have seen that movie. If you've not seen it, or you're unfamiliar with it, there's this kid uh, Daniel who wants to, you know, be really good at karate and win these karate tournaments. He runs into this guy, Mr. Miyagi, which, by the way, this follows the hero's journey, which you've heard me talk about a million times. Mr. Miyagi teaches him, right? He gives him the skill set. He teaches through very non-traditional ways, or in the, I guess in that arena, traditional ways. But many of us would look at it and be like, "Wow!" Or counterintuitive, I guess is the word I'm looking for. But he teaches them the skill set and gives them the tool set, helps them out to do these things. But if Danielson never went out on the mat, didn't have the mindset to go out there and face his enemy, face the bad guy, face Cobra Kai, then he couldn't have used his skill set or his tool set. He none of that would have mattered. So there's a reason why people will say things like you can't outperform your self-image, or your self-belief, or things like that. And and I firmly believe that you cannot outperform a scarcity mindset. You have to work on getting this thing right. And instead of always thinking what could go wrong, what's everything that could go wrong, start thinking about and teaching yourself how to. First, you're going to have to do it consciously. Eventually, it will become subconscious through lots of repetition. Instead of thinking what could go wrong, what could go right? What are all the things that could go right here? What are all the what's the upside? Oh, look, check out all this stuff. Again, I'm not saying just disregard risk altogether, but we are really bad generally as human beings at risk and understanding risk and the data behind that. Right? Like people say, like, oh, don't go in the water. There's sharks out there. Well, I think this data still holds true. I think more people in the United States are killed by vending machines every year than sharks. And people still use vending machines. Clearly, people more people are killed in automobile accidents, but people go get in their car every day. But for some reason, we have an irrational fear of sharks, even though the risk of that is super low. So a lot of people will say, I don't want to go in the water because what if there's a shark out there? And I say... I want to go in the water because I like to body surf. I like to surf. I want to learn how to windsurf. I want to go out on a boat. I want to go fishing. I want to go out in a ocean kayak with the dolphins when they're out there in the morning. I want, like, I couldn't do all those cool things. Those are all the cool things that could go right. What could go wrong? I don't know. Maybe I get attacked by a shark. But that, the chance of that happening is, I don't know if it's infinitesimal, but it's small. Uh, There's... I'm more likely to get killed by a vending machine, even though I don't use vending machines. <laughs> so the risk for that for me, I guess, is actually zero. But think, just think about that. Like, think about the things you look at. Think about the things that you, you've you been programmed with. How many times do you find yourself saying things like, what could go wrong or are too you afraid of or better safe than sorry? Like, those are all code words for scarcity mindset. And so I would challenge you to have some kind of pattern interrupt when you're saying those things, when you're doing those things, when you're thinking those things. You got to figure out a way to stop yourself. If you want to wear like a rubber band on your wrist and just snap it, if you find yourself doing it or saying it, right, that'll be enough to be like, whoa, I can't believe I just said that. Aren't you afraid of? Because if you can't figure out how to overcome the scarcity mindset, a lot of amazing things are out of reach for you. A lot of really cool things you'll never get to experience. You probably heard the saying, everything worth having is outside of your comfort zone. I don't know if everything worth having is outside, but a lot, most things worth having are outside your comfort zone. Really cool things. You're not going to do them if you're just sitting back and you're comfortable and you're eliminating all risk from your life. It's going to be a very boring life that you're living and you won't be able to go chase some of these really big goals and dreams that you have. So work on that today. Work on overcoming that scarcity mindset so that you can go unleash your awesome on the world. See ya. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Awesome. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please share us on your favorite social media platforms using hashtag Unleash Awesome.